Hello, friends. This week's episode is sponsored by Walking with Purpose. Are you looking for an opportunity to dive deeper into scripture? Do you long for the wisdom of Christ as you navigate the messages of today's culture? Then we have the perfect Bible study for you. Rooted and Radiant is the newest Bible study from Walking with Purpose, a Catholic women's ministry whose mission is to help women and girls encounter Jesus through Scripture. Rooted and Radiant is written for any woman who wants to live her life grounded in Jesus Christ. In this study, you will learn the book of Colossians verse by verse and understand the challenges that face the Colossians, which are remarkably similar to our own challenges today. Learn how to abide in the wisdom of Christ and sift through the ever-increasing demands of our culture. Compare the glamour of the world to the infinite value of being in Christ and understand how to continually set your mind on Him. Rooted and Radiant invites you to encounter the God of clarity and peace. Now through March 1st, Abiding Together listeners can receive 15% off Rooted and Radiant. Go to walkingwithpurpose.com and enter code ABIDING2023 at checkout to receive 15% off your Rooted and Radiant study. Let Christ reveal himself to you as he truly is and transform you into the woman that our world so desperately needs. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, and we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life, the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hey friends, it's Heather just hopping on here quickly to let you know that this week we have a very special episode. We actually recorded it live at the Focus Seek 23 conference in St. Louis. We gathered together with 20,000 of our closest friends, campus ministers, college students to just experience the love of God. It will be a little bit different and you will hear some background noise because it was recorded live, but we truly hope that this podcast blesses you. Welcome to a special episode of this podcast recorded live at the Spoke Street Media booth during Seek 2023 in St. Louis. To find more shows recorded at Seek, search for The Seek Podcast in your favorite podcast app. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inviting Together Podcast. Here so we are, Seek. A quick shout out to Spoke Street Media. Can we give it up for them for sponsoring the broadcast booth here at Seek 23? Awesome. If you're looking to find more inviting podcasts to listen to, check out their library at spokestreet.com. Welcome, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, to. Oh, it's so good. Well, I was wondering if people were just here for Father Mike because he's coming next. That's they want true. a front row seat. That, that is but... true. We appreciate the, the early <laughs> audience here. Yeah, ladies, how are we? This is a little bit different than our usual setup. We're usually hearing Michelle's kids or something, but this is a little bit different. Yeah, so, now yeah. there's just 20,000 college students screaming in the background, which I love, you know? So good. Um, yeah, this is amazing. This is a little overwhelming, guys. I hate to, like, wow. Um, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And we do have our kids here, too, so it just kind yeah, of goes shout out to our kids. Shout out to our kids. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's awesome. But we are so excited to be here, and it's yeah. an honor. 
it really is an honor to be with you all. Yes, so it is. We're super excited. Well, it's nice to be back for season 12. So season 12, we just dropped on January 2nd. And so it's just like to see your faces again and just to just yeah. to be with you and to hear your heart and to journey with you. And we've had, you know, quite a lot of things happen to us in the last, I don't know, nine months or so. And so, yeah, yeah the Lord is continuing to weave all of these things together. So. Yeah. We would talk about the weather, but we're inside and we're not old. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. We're not old. <laughs> Let's keep on going. I don't know who's <laughs> old. It's not us. I said, I don't know, not especially not in comparison to all the lovely young people here. Okay. So we're, today we're going to talk about You Are Called, which is the theme for Seek, and which is from Isaiah uh, chapter 43, verse 1, where God says, I have called you by name and you are mine. And we have a beautiful quote from Pope Benedict. Can we just give it to Pope Benedict? Yes. Oh my gosh. God bless him. Oh, may he rest in peace. Just a beautiful quote, so maybe as we read it, y'all can just kind of ponder what happens in your heart as we do so, but this is Pope Benedict, and he's speaking to you and I. He says, each of you has a personal vocation, which he has given you for your own joy and sanctity. When a person is conquered by the fire of his gaze, no sacrifice seems too great to follow him and to give him the best of ourselves. This is what the saints have always done, spreading the light of the Lord and transforming the world into a welcoming home for everyone. Yeah. Amen. Don't you love that quote? I think we're done now. Yeah, we could just that's all we need to say. <laughs> that's you know? good. Yeah. yeah. So, Michelle, you found this. Tell us about it. I just think it is amazing um, how, like, first of all, Pope Benedict's writings are so rich. And so, so if, if you all have not read Pope Benedict's writings, now is the time to start. I would say to start with Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, I mean, that was one I would always tell, tell people to start with. But I think there's something about this quote that is, um, even the beginning of it, when you get into his gaze... Mm-hmm. When you're the Lord, you allow the Lord to see you as he sees you, like, and then you realize when that fire of his gaze penetrates your heart, then that's when you find what you're really called to do and really live into your mission, but that it is so personal and it is so intimate. I love that the Seek shows that I have called you by name, like your individual name for relationship with him, to fall in love with him, but I've called you by name for a mission, for a purpose. To make yourself a home. I love that, you know, for other people, you know. Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love the line where it says, conquered by the fire of his gaze, right? Because it, it insinuates that there's a battle sometimes. And I know for me, that's true. And I think for all of us sitting here and maybe for many listening, there's like a battle going on about like, is God going to win our hearts or not? And I know for me in my life growing up, I went to a lot of other things that the world had to offer, you know? It's like I was I was trying to find happiness at the end of the day and I was slipping into a lot of areas of sin and I was looking for comfort and peace and joy and community with people and a lot of that, you know, involved partying and all kinds of things that, that went along with that lifestyle. What what kind and of all things? Your kids are right there. What kind of all things are you talking about? Heather? Oh, shoot. Oh, no, she did not. Yeah, okay. No, just yeah, Confession okay. lines will Look be later. Still okay. later. Okay. All right, all right, okay. Okay. Just yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I, love, I love these girls, you know. They just try to out you right in front of everybody. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, I know that there's a battle within all of our hearts, right? And so... I think often we feel like God is like coming to take something away, but he's coming to conquer us with love. Like that's the best part is like, he's not coming to conquer something to be like, I'm going to come in and wreak havoc and tear everything apart that you love. He's saying, I'm going to come in and conquer you with, with my love so that you can truly be who you are and live life to the fullest. And I remember having this moment, like when I was, I think I was probably like a senior in high school and I was like partying whatever and I had this thought I was like do I want to be doing this when I'm in my 40s well here I am in my 40s like thank god like that's not what I'm doing because it's so yeah like it could be fun or whatever in a moment 
but it doesn't last. And, and that was my decision to go, God, I want to choose something that's going to last. And I want to give you the best shot that, that I can like to come into my life, which was the game changer, you know, mm-hmm. for me. How about for you, mm-hmm. sister? I think when I, when I ponder this quote, one of the things I love about it is it's the transformation into a welcoming home. And I was mm-hmm. awake throughout the night last night, just praying for all of you. And the, the word that kept coming to me was home mm-hmm. and home. And I, you know, I sometimes we jokingly say, sometimes you just want to go home. You want to take your ball and go home. Like I'm done with you people. I just want to go home. And I, I was just thinking of what is home. Like when we think about the deep places of home and maybe that was our home when we were children or not. But when we think about home, home is, is a safe place. I, w- I was thinking this morning of just Nazareth of Jesus and Mary and Joseph and how their home, you don't have to perform well to be loved. You don't have to worry that if you stop being pleasing, they're going to not love you anymore or that you have to try really hard or that they experience your weakness the same way you experience your own weakness. All the things that, that we're so afraid of if we stop doing or if we didn't do that we wouldn't be loved anymore. And home is a, home is a place where we could just be and be loved. And that only comes through like that kind of being and that kind of resting in the Lord and being conquered by love and by the, by the fire of his gate. That's all part of it. It's the purification of, of the truth of who we are. And I... You know, we've we talked about this a lot, but you know, so so often why we're having so much chaos out here, it's it's a manifestation of our chaos in here. Mm-hmm. Like all the places that we're chaotic, all the places that we hate, all the places that we're living in sin, all the all the disorder inside is just magnified out here. So the Lord is always about creating home here through purification, through conquering of love, through the fire of his gaze. So we live like the way Jesus lives and, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit brings Christ to birth within us. It does. And I think there's something about this year at SEEK, SEEK 23, like we are on Wednesday of SEEK, if you're listening to this another time, and Mass this morning with the bishop. Oh my gosh. Like was so beautiful. But when he was talking about your vocation, you know, like it said, a lot of you will find your vocation, you know, that the Lord will come and speak. Okay. I just want to put a disclaimer. If you do not find your vocation this week, that is absolutely perfectly fine too <laughs> you know but um, you may not find the whole picture or whatever yeah. but I do feel like the Lord is going to plant a seed or give you a glimpse of something like the next right step mm-hmm. it may not be the whole picture oftentimes it isn't the whole picture I really wish it was but it isn't but he will be he's planting a seed the Holy Spirit is doing something different than other times we have been at this event or other events Amen. like um, both sister and I were up in the middle of the night praying for you all like I was like the Lord is doing I wasn't praying for you all I was just <laughs> sleeping there's like a little bit of drill coming out I was like whatever they got this girl <laughs> you already gave who went to Heather's impact session yeah okay yes thank you very much girl yes. you already gave the impact session you are impacting you already. impacted yeah and anyway so, back to you Michelle you were praying on your knees on broken glass you were, pra- you were praying yes. through the night on broken glass don't forget the broken glass okay good <laughs> um yeah but I was praying for you and I was like all right this is pivotal though Some of you all are at a crossroads where you are, the Lord and the Holy Spirit is inviting you to make a decision. Mm. You know, which way are you going to go? Are you going to follow the narrow road, which is hard, y'all. We just had the conversation, a sister and I and a good friend of ours at breakfast this morning, like the narrow way is hard because it sets you apart and none of us want to be different. None of us want to feel different. We want to, we want to belong. You know, but with this quote from St. Benedict, he is saying, if you choose the narrow way and if you choose the abundant life, Mm -hmm. you will actually make heaven on earth. Come on. And make it a welcoming home for everyone. And he says, transforming the world into a welcoming home. Mm -hmm. But I really believe even the responsorial psalm, it was I think it's the responsorial psalm. I'll probably get this wrong, so sister will have to correct me (laughs) because they love to correct me, especially Heather. But anyway, um, 
So, so um, many stories we could tell right now, yeah, but we just, we're not going I to. I guess, right. but we won't tell them right now. Um, anyway, but it was saying the generation of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Like, you all are the generation of Jacob. This generation. And, yeah, it makes me tear up because I really feel like you all will be... I mean, we always cry. Are y'all so sick of us crying? I'm sick of us crying. I'm sick of us crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, we just cry a lot. Um, but There's those girls that cry a lot? Yeah. I told him, I was like, we're like the Friends episode, the episode where they cry all the time. You know, that's what we are. But I really feel like you all are the generation that the church can really see its finest hour. Amen. Like a generation Amen. where the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that I really feel like you all are the generation that will do greater things than our generation. And that is our prayer for you as mothers, as spiritual mothers, that you all really rise the church up. But it is a decision. It is a choice. It is an invitation. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is he doesn't force himself on you. He does not force. He is generous. He is kind. He is long suffering a lot of times waiting for your answer. But he will not force. You get free will. And he's inviting you into something more. He is inviting you to a new level of holiness. But when he's inviting you into a new level of holiness, he's inviting you into a new level of abundant love. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you do. It is something that you receive and you allow yourself to be loved in a greater way. Mm -hmm. Come on. Spitting fire Girl, over here, was, Michelle yeah. Bensinger. I don't have to give another talk today like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was good. her impact session. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, done. that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And I think Father Mike was even talking about this, how it's like, it's sort of like one or the other. We like to think that there's this middle sort of where we can have one foot in the world and one foot in with Christ and we can kind of like go there or like oh, yeah. Christ is okay, but he's not my Lord but I don't hate them. You know, we can kind of ride the middle. And I remember being, yeah, like a lot younger and um, somebody had a word for me from God. And they said, have you ever heard the scripture in Revelation where God says, I would rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, dang. And it wasn't like the harshness of God that I heard because God isn't harsh. That's not who he is. But I think God was saying to me, Heather, I want you to make a choice because in this choice, if you choose to be hot with the fire that I want to give you, like the fire of my gaze, this is going to change your life and you will be living life to the fullest if this is what you choose. And I feel like for all of you, like we all have moments for me, like today, I'm having to choose Christ today, tomorrow. I'm going to have to choose Christ tomorrow for you right now. These are pivotal moments in your life where you have an opportunity to choose whether you are all in or not. If you're like, not yet, that's a no. I mean, it's still a no, right? It's not like a maybe, it's a no. And, and Christ will honor that in you. But if you're ready to say yes, it's going to take some sacrifice. But there is nothing that Christ will withhold from you when you say yes to him. Because he's all in every time. He's not halfway. He's not sort of. He's not sometimes, maybe tomorrow. He is wanting to pour out all of his goodness and strength and mercy and joy upon you when you say yes to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very fitting because Pope Benedict is going to go on to say, God came into the world to reawaken the thirst for great things in us. And I think even when we're talking about these things and, and Michelle's speaking about the fire of the Holy Spirit and, and to do greater things like Jesus says, you'll do greater things than I. And you're speaking about like, what do we choose? I think all of us in our heart, like we know the difference. 
I mean, I, I, you know, we've all done the party thing. We've all done the thing where we, you know, give ourselves away in just ways that are destructive and the ways we love selfishly. And, and, you know, as we grow in life and even as, you know, we journey on the path to holiness, the Lord is always refining us. And every single one of us knows when we have a, a decision to make and we chose like the easier way out. We've, we've all, I've done that myself. Like, you know, we, where we gossip or we choose the easy thing, or I don't want to, I don't want confrontation or I don't want to do the hard thing. And so, and it's like, you go to bed at night and you're like, that wasn't even worth it. Yeah. Like for the moment it was like passing where, you know, we kind of got the momentary pleasure or we avoided conflict or avoided suffering. And so we choose sin. It's never worth it. It's never worth it. And so going back to like the deep places, like this is what we're made for, which is why even what we're speaking about today and why this conference resonates so deeply within each one of us, because we know we're made for this. Like we know that there's something more we're made for and that every single one of us, there's a way that Jesus wants to purify us, the Holy Spirit wants to purify us. So we live more in the truth. Like you were saying, not my truth and your truth, but the truth of who we are. And, and that's, that's when our life takes on an integrity and a harmony and a brilliance. And that's Christ, that's holiness. And we know we ache for it. We know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think like it was really beautiful in mass this morning. Like we were up kind of towards the front row, right next to where all the priests were. Mm-hmm. And to hear the priests next to us that were in the chairs, like in the audience, praying the mass. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you could hear them and it was like almost like an echo, but it almost sounded like an army mm-hmm. because you could hear them all in their voices praying the mass. And it was so beautiful to think like when Pope Benedict says, you know, creating it into a transforming world where people feel welcome home. You know, mm-hmm. like we cannot do this in isolation, mm-hmm. you know? So like if you are choosing the good and the true and the beautiful in your life, when you see someone do that and that life illuminates something, there's something attractive about that. It's true. There's something attractive about that. And you're like, I want whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but when you get a collective people of doing that, yes. mm-hmm. there's power, mm-hmm. you know? Like there is power. You become the majority and you become the majority and that's what transforms culture that's yeah. what transforms you know the world is like you all joining in together it's a team mm-hmm. you know and there's something powerful about that i really felt like i'm like oh my gosh this is like god's army right now you yeah. know praying through this mm-hmm. yeah and it was beautiful this morning to hear the bishop of lincoln nebraska bishop just Conley, share, yes, yeah, yeah just okay, share. for those of you who him. missed mass this morning like that's fine. You were sleeping in, but the Holy Spirit came with <laughs> um, like a powerful way this children. morning. And I was like, holy, what is going on? Because this bishop so beautifully just started to share about his own brokenness, which yeah. often we could look at people who are in ministry or who are up on stages and be like, wow, they got it all together. I can never do that. So I'll just live the mediocre life and they'll do the all in thing. Cause that's like sort of just how it is. And he just so honestly said like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back to my ministry because I had so much anxiety and stress yes. and depression and I was feeling so broken. And it was the community that came around him that he sought out healing and support and strength. And he just shared this so humbly. And he said, and now I've been able to come back. And you could see it on his face. I was like, look at him. He's just radiant like with like a different kind oh. of strength within, you know? He was just so vulnerable and honest. And for me... I was just sitting there in tears thinking, this is so hopeful. This is so hopeful to hear a story of someone who was broken and who allowed Christ to come in and bring healing to him. And here he is. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Oh, that's so true. It was was so touching and just so disarming, wasn't it? Wasn't it just so disarming to hear a bishop, a father of the church, a shepherd, just to stand up and, you know, it's like if you're familiar with the Caravaggio painting of the incredulity of St. Thomas, where, where Jesus is pulling back his robe and he's taking Thomas's hand and he's putting it into a side. I was like, we all experienced that today. 
of the Bishop Conley and so beautifully just opening his his side, so to speak, in the place where he's been wounded, in the place where he's still walking through his healing. And he was reaching out, like taking our hands and, and allowing us to touch Christ. And it was just so incredibly beautiful. And it, I mean, like that, like we're saying we all want that. Mm-hmm. I mean, could I, sometimes I think of, I don't know about you, but I, I just want to be so, we talk about home. I want to be so at home in my life and at home with Christ and just so open to the Lord that anybody at any point in my life could get up and stand up and say, hey, you did this or you struggle with this. And I'd be like, you know what? That's true. It's true. And I'm, I'm here. I'm still here and I'm still loved. <laughs> and we're going to keep going. I'm not perfect, but we're going to keep going. And that, that's the love of what Jesus does for us. So we don't have to put on our fig leaves or we don't have to all the things we do because we're so desperate to be loved. Like Jesus like, no, we're not, we don't have to do that. And he's showing us how to be human. He's showing us how to be human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing to see, like when you see that, like I don't see weakness in that Bishop. I yeah. see absolute strength. Yes. Yeah. I see like, this is what is a good shepherd yeah. because he's showing us how to heal. He's showing us how the Christ as redeemer and healer healed him. He was showing us how his brother priest came around him. He is a model how to live the redemptive life. He's a model to live how the healed life. And I've really been, I was talking to the Focus Missionary Women yesterday morning and I was really praying about that scripture, you know, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And that's a scripture that I've been really just sitting with the last couple of weeks because the Lord has been just revealing in his kindness and the Lord is just kind, um, just a lot of deeper areas of my own weakness, you know, and everything in you wants to like, um, shame yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, be like, oh my gosh, shouldn't I be over this? Like, shouldn't I, you know, fill in the blank of whatever you want to say. But actually it was reading in one translation that says, you know, his weakness is made perfect. I mean, his greatness made perfect in our weakness that actually our weakness is a door. Amen. It is a door for the, the Lord to walk through, you know? It is actually a way for him to get closer to us, this weakness. But the key is he is asking us to, once again, invite him into that weakness. And two, he's asking us to bring that weakness to him, where it's this mutual exchange. Please come closer. Let me hand it over to you. It's yeah. this mutual exchange. And then we see his greatness. You know, I thought that wasn't a moment of weakness for the bishop. I thought that was a moment of greatness. And that actually that invitation was a door to all of us to go into greater healing and freedom in our own lives. Yeah. And it's so real, right? Yeah. I think often we get this impression that when we come into the church or we're doing church things, like we have to look like we have it all together. And he just broke that wide open this morning. Yeah. He was like, I don't have it all together, you know? And he, he looks like he did. He had a really cool hat, you know, like <laughs> he had all the nice vestments and all that. But he's like, I don't have it all together. Um, hello, his shepherd and, staff. So cool. Like, yeah, what, so what's cool. that little thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, basically he was like, yeah. I need a savior. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, like we all need a savior. And so many times we're walking around like we don't like, no, it's okay. I don't need a savior. Like I got it all together. Oh, Look at so me. True. I'm like looking so good on the outside and I'm saying all the right things and I might kneel at the right time or I might wear something that like signals that I'm like really holy or, or whatever it might be. And Christ is after the heart. That's what it's all about. And and you know what? It's messy in there. It, it's this got some darkness in there. Like there's some rough edges in here. And that's where the Savior needs to come to bring healing and to smooth it all out and to pour his love in there. Like I think at the end of the day, so many of us are like, I just, I'm so tired. I just want to be loved. I just want people to see me and accept me for who I am. And I'm tired of trying to be something that I'm not. I'm tired of like putting on a face or like having to perform uh, to feel like I fit in, you know? And I think those are the places that Christ is like, I see you. 
I see you there. Like, I'm, let me love you there because I'm going to bring you into the fullness of who you are. And that's attractive. Like, it's so attractive when people feel at ease within themselves where they're becoming who they really are, even in their places that aren't, you know, all put together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I think if we were even just to consider like just kind of a rhetorical question here. One time I was giving a talk and I was asking rhetorical questions. Somebody was answering them. I want to be like, no, no, no. This is your rhetorical question. So you get to think about it in your own heart. That's you don't have to answer all that. <laughs> I was like, it was great. But like, um, how do you, how do you experience just in your own heart for maybe your own prayer tonight, especially as a good adoration, but how do you experience your own weaknesses? What do you believe about yourself and your weaknesses? And what do you think Jesus believes about you and your weaknesses? Like, how do you experience them there? Because those are the places that we often perform or we try to hide and we think, we, we, we project onto God all the things we believe about ourselves or believe about other people. How do you experience other people's weaknesses? There's a lovely quote from St. Julian of Norwich, and she said, when God sees our sin, he sees our pain. And a lot of times when we see sin or weakness, we see something much other than pain. We see self-hatred, self-condemnation, self-rejection. We see judgment, criticism, you know, self-righteousness, all the things that make it even hard for us to go to confession at times. We're like, I have to confess that, you know. But when God sees our sin, he sees our pain. And he's not, like you both are saying so beautifully, he's not put off by that. And I think we really have to allow the Lord. Father Mark Toops, a wonderful priest in the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau, he said, the opposite of fear is not courage. The opposite of fear is communion. The opposite of fear is communion. So if you kind of, even if you gently look at those places, not by yourself, but with Jesus, the places where you experience weakness, what you might find is you feel like you're alone there. And if I just tried harder, I would be lovable here, but that's, that's not what the Lord is doing. He's bringing us into this pouring out. So we're transformed into him because he brings us into communion in every single way. So our life is, it's not just a sacrament of Holy communion, you know, that we receive it. This is what Christ is always about. This is what he's always about. It is. And I think we have an amazing opportunity tonight to like, even um, for everyone here, it's really think about those questions sister just asked and really ponder and pray with them as we prepare our hearts for adoration tonight. You know, as we prepare um, really to get into the gaze of the Lord and really ask him to say, all right, how, allow me to see myself as you see me, Lord. Amen. So when I see these weaknesses, I don't want to hide or I don't want to cover up, or I don't want to condemn myself. I am one of the biggest concerns, I think, for me, like even as a mom, um, in this generation, the anxiety and pressure you all put on yourself to perform. God, I mean, it is just exhausting, you know? I mean, the college process alone, application process alone, is probably one of the most disturbing processes I've ever seen in my whole entire life. You know, it really is, it's exhausting, you know? And that you are not what you do, but yet you do have a mission. You do have to do something. You, you are a child of God. You, but it comes from your being, not your doing, first and foremost. And so just really to say, okay, Lord, what, what posture does my heart need to take for adoration tonight? Yeah. And sister, I think it'd be really good. Like you do such a good explanation of adoration, mm-hmm. like even what the word means mm-hmm. to even just help us get into the um, right frame of reference you know, for our heart to have the right posture to come into adoration tonight. Yeah. Adoratio actually literally means mouth to mouth, like adora, ratio, like face to face, mouth to mouth. And so it's uh, a deep coming to just allowing ourselves to be seen by the Lord and noticing areas of resistance, but allowing ourselves to be seen by the one who loves us. And just as whenever we go out into the, you know, go outside and we're, you know, the, we're 
we're experiencing the sun, the sunlight, our skin changes. And so anytime you're in the presence of the Lord, whether you realize it or not, your soul changes. So just by being in the presence of the Lord, he's going to come among us this evening and we're just going to be seen by him. And just even noticing that, what does that evoke? Like, oh, I don't want to be, I want to be seen here, but not here. And it, it's, you know, it's very funny. I think all of us desire to be seen, but we all fear it at the same time. It's like, we love it, but we hate it. It's like me, also me. It's like, it's like terrifying for us to be seen. And also we want to, and we want that kind of intimacy, but we fear it. And, and this is where I really believe, like the bishop was saying today, that the supernatural vocation, like yes. the supernatural union, this is what's going to power every sort of liturgical initiative or any sort of diocesan initiative. It's, it's personal holiness. It's an encounter with Christ. Because what are we giving? I mean, I mean, I'm saying as much to myself, I'm saying it to you as a religious sister. Like, I'm not giving you Christ. I don't know what I'm giving you. And if my life is not ordered about him and I don't know him and not just know about him, but if I don't know him, if I don't know the sound of his voice and what he smells like and just the, his ways, if I don't know that, what am I going to give you? So we have to know him. We have to, we have to know him. I'm sitting here just thinking about some recent experiences. I'm like, this feels really new to share this, but yeah, what the hell? Please. <laughs> Go for it, Heather. <laughs> so I've been uh, seeing this counselor recently, which is like not a new thing. Like we all go to counseling at different times. Okay. Like it's good. It's good to, to, to have people yeah. accompany you um, through parts of your own heart that you're like, I, I've been trying really hard, but I don't know what the next step is, you know? So uh, I was sitting in counseling and we're, we're going deep this girl and I we're going so deep and I'm like holy smokes like you know when you start to go down in the water and you're like whoa and you get kind of overwhelmed it's been like that like but in my own heart and um so I'm telling her things like I've never said and there was one day she was like I said there's all these things that I just don't even want to say that are just like rolling around in my heart I'm scared of them like I'm scared of saying them you know and she said she just looked at me and kind of leaned in she goes so what are the secrets and I was like uh like that's you're not supposed to ask that question you know it's like that was that was how I felt I was like uh and so as I've been like just sort of like opening up there and being really honest honest with myself honest with her there was a moment like a like a couple weeks ago she just looked at me and she said Heather you're so lovely and I was I was like uh and she goes, how are you when I say that? And I was like, good. It's, it's nice. It's so nice. I was like, that's nice. Yeah, I received that. You know, I, like I said everything right, you know. And then I, I left and I was driving in the car. And, um, and, and her question just came back to me. And I was like, how do I feel about that? And, and the tears just started to come. I didn't know this was in my own heart. I think this is how it is a lot for us, right? And I just thought, I've said everything that's not lovely. And I let her see it. And, and that she, she saw me and still loved me there, you know? And I was like, that's Jesus. Like, that, it wasn't about her and me. It was about what Jesus was doing through her to me. And I was like, this is a revelation of God's love because I think deep down, somewhere deep down, I think those things are going to disqualify me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be allowed to do certain things or I shouldn't be doing certain things or I can't call myself like a really good Christian or whatever it might be, right? And, um, and that day was just like a revelation of God's love in a deeper way for me. And, and that's what I want for you all, is to know that deep down, the stuff that's really deep that no one knows, Jesus sees you there. Mm -hmm. And he wants to love you there. And that's where I am right now. Like Jesus is like, Heather, just let me love you. Mm -hmm. Just let me love you. Just relax, Heather. Stop fighting it. Stop fighting it in these places where you don't think you deserve it. Just let me love you here. And, and that's bringing about a deeper transformation in me. 
And that's, then I'm going to be able to share that with other people. Like, well, hello, right now, you know, like right now, like, and, and that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to, he wants you to know that he can handle what is under the surface and you are so loved there. You don't have to be afraid because he wants to go there. He wants to remain there with you right in the dark places. Mm-hmm. And he wants to bring his light there. Because that's the beauty about God is he doesn't just come alongside like a friend who's just like, hey, I'm just hanging out with you. Like he has the power to heal and save and transform things. Amen. And that's what he wants to do. And that's what turns those things into us being a light to the world, us being salt to the earth, mm-hmm. is that when it comes from a real place of experiencing the resurrection power of God. Mm-hmm. Can we just show our appreciation to Heather for just sharing that? Oh, my hey. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, friends. It does. That takes a lot of courage, and that's and that's beautiful. And I love how you're, you know, been on the journey for so many years, and you're finding new places and growing into new depths. And I, I love that you haven't like bought into life. Like, no, I've done that before. Like, it, it's just so. It is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And these girls are really good at hearing my voice memos where I'm sobbing, just going, (laughs) "Um, also this. And and what I want to say about that is actually it's really important for you to be honest with at least one person in your life. Get very, very honest where somebody has got to know the secrets. They've got to know what's going on under the surface. Somebody that you trust that can love you there and that can accompany you into a place of deeper restoration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen, friend. Amen. That's really good. And to realize... It doesn't matter how long you've been journeying with the Lord, if you really even feel like you don't even have a relationship with the Lord, where you are on the journey, it doesn't matter. There's always more. Mm-hmm. There's always more healing. There's always more grace. There's always more um, just abundance. That's who the Lord is. He always wants to bring us deeper. You never arrive on the side of heaven until you get to heaven, mm-hmm. you know? And I also think we have to re- like, just like dispel the rumor that it's supposed to be easy, <laughs> you know? It isn't. We live in a broken world and our hearts are going to be broken mm-hmm. over and over again. Like that's just, that's just it. We're in a fallen world, mm-hmm. you know? So there's areas of our hearts that have been broken and will continue to be broken, mm-hmm. you know? And the Lord keeps on coming closer as healer. And he keeps on coming closer as like almost um, like a shepherd to guide, you know? And like even for Heather, just knowing her intimate parts of her story, she wasn't ready to look at those areas until now. Like there just wasn't those other parts of her life preparing, you know? And it, these are just, it's, that's just a beautiful way because our God is so tender. Yeah, You know, exactly. he's so loving. He's like, okay, honey, you, you're just not quite ready yet, you know? But he's like, but now you are. And, and you receive his love so fully and completely, oh. you know? And that's the beauty because it's a relationship with a real person. Jesus oh, he's, is real. Yeah, he is wrecking me yes. with his love right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, over and over again, I am just wrecked by the love of God. And I can't... <laughs> you know oh thinking. my gosh, I just love him so much. I really do. Yeah. And, and I would say it's, it's easier because we have each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to find your people to journey with people that you can be honest with, but also people that you're like, do you want to do this? Do you want to like, what if we just went all in? Like, what if we did this together? You know, cause we need people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I would do without you all. It'd be mm-hmm. so much no, harder. You I know? Agree with that. Yeah. Same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need do. each other. Yeah. 
We need to abide together. <laughs> we should start a podcast <laughs> called. We should start a podcast called Together Abiding. Oh, <laughs> you're onto something. Uh, I'll uh, think, we'll think about it. Yeah, mm. uh, but I was thinking also when you were thinking about Heather or Heather, you're talking about starting Michelle. You're talking about um, that it's not easy. I was thinking about your relationship with even being mothers, like being biological mothers. I was thinking about, we saw Tori, Tori Roberts last night and she's had a little baby, Anna Grace. She and her husband, Jordan, had a baby named Anna Grace. And I haven't seen Tori since her wedding. And so it's like, I saw her get married and now, you know, almost a year and a half later, they have a little baby and and just looking at her as a new mama. And I know that cannot be easy, And but you would ask her and I'm sure you'd say this thing, it's worth it. It's not even like, you don't even consider, you know, it's mm-hmm. difficult, but it's it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so worth the journey. Yeah. You know? yeah. All good things, there's pain is is a part of the process of yeah. all good things yeah and it makes you love it more it makes you relish in it more the fact that we went through hell to have our kids like giving <laughs> going through labor is like i know everybody does it but it's no small thing mm-hmm. but it makes you love them more because yes. you literally have already laid your life down mm-hmm. but love is costly yeah uh, it, it is. is love is always costly you know and we have the perfect example of that in christ you know but love is costly but it is tender and it's sweet mm-hmm. well no, oh, it does. It costs. That's very true. Maybe like for the last portion, we could um, talk a little bit about salt and light, if you guys would be willing to do that. And then maybe we could do some advice for everybody or just a word of whatever you want and then one thing. Sure. How does, how does that sound? And sound. then, Michelle, you could do that dance routine you worked on. <laughs> oh, oh, you've been preparing amazing. for that for like, don't get shy now, girl. We know you wanted to do <laughs> I was actually thinking Heather could sing Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus to go along with her thing. Oh, but that's and okay. Just and hook then, it up. We'll come swinging <laughs> right through. Yeah. And then the podcast careened horribly off track. They're like, like abiding together is never coming back to seek. No, note to self. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny. That's I love it. At least to us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're laughing. Okay. So the Gospel of Matthew chapter five, um, Jesus says, "You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness." How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp or put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Glorify your Father in heaven. So... Michelle, when you consider salt and light, and here we are at Seek, like we said, we're going to come full circle here about being called. What's kind of just on your heart as you consider these things? I think that's such a beautiful, like, once again, using the word invitation that the Holy Spirit is asking all of us, but especially the college students, young adults here. You know, like if you taste something that doesn't have salt, it tastes bland. It tastes flavorless. You know, and I even love the, you know, because it's a phrase now, like, I mean, this is the Lord giving you permission to be salty, you know, (laughs) like giving us the permission to be salty in the way that he wants to bring flavor to your life. Mm -hmm. It means that something's alive, though, like it has flavor, has vibrance. It is beautiful. Like living a life in Christ isn't a killjoy. It is actually the greatest adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start allowing yourself for the Lord to really transform your life and you experience that freedom in areas of your life and then you experiencing it more and more and more, when you allow yourself to be loved like that and you really feel and receive his love, when you encounter that he is not just like Benedict says, a lofty idea, but he is a person. And that you realize like you can see him in your mind and your imagination, like what his eyes look like when they're looking at you. You know, or what, you know, what it would feel like, the beautiful song that we sang at Mass today to really have him hold you. Mm -hmm. You know, when you experiencing that, 
that is like the greatest adventure ever, you know? And you're like, okay, this is the life that I want. And when you're experiencing that, it transforms you from the inside out and other people can see. And that is how you become salt and light, you know? Um, like, I love there's a quote from Madeline Engel, and I'm going to butcher it, but she's basically saying, like, we don't need to criticize or do all these things to get people to follow Christ. We need to allow Christ to, I'm paraphrasing the quote, transform us from the inside out mm-hmm. so they'll be drawn to this beauty and truth and goodness. And they'll be like, what? like I said earlier, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a light within that shines. You know, and we know right now in culture, like every other time, but really now, it feels like things are really dark, mm-hmm. you know? But not to be fear the darkness, because when it is really dark, the light shines even brighter. Mm-hmm. And that is the invitation the Lord is inviting us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just love the part where you're like, let your light shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, it was really like a parent when someone's on a stage, you know, like we've seen Chica and Father Mike Schmitz and sister and like, it's easy to see their light shine. Father Josh Johnson, you're like, wow, look at them. Look at their light shine. They're amazing. They said Yes. And this is what God does. Like, what if you said yes? What if you just said one big yes? What would your light look like if it's shown? Mm. What about if everybody in this place, everybody at this conference would just let their light shine? Like what that would do to this world would be unbelievable. I know it sounds like a lot. We're like, hey, be world changers. You know, no big deal. You know, but, but it actually, it's so simple. And just saying, I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to give God the full yes so that it starts to light up at least the darkness that's around me and then see what God can do with that. And I think that to go back to what we were talking about, about Bishop Conley today, that's what he did. Yeah. He let his light shine. He did. And I, the, the Lord, and we, and also goes back to what the quote we talked about from Pope Benedict, God came into the world to reawaken the thirst for great things in us. And I think sometimes we think of great things as like these big things, but a lot of times greatness looks like humility. It looks like changing diapers when you don't feel like it. It looks like when you want to so dig somebody because they're being rude, it looks like, God bless you. It looks like offering a kind word. It looks like, you know, not diminishing ourselves, but it looks like sometimes taking a lower place. And it looks like when your friend gets a thing you really, really wanted and you so either want to feel sorry for yourself or somehow kind of diminish what she got or he got is saying to them, I'm so happy for you. You go like, that's amazing. I'm so glad for you. Yeah, It also looks like not being mediocre anymore. Yes. And maybe saying no to drinking and smoking pot and maybe just making little changes in your life and deciding like, I'm going to be like a good student because this is what God has called me to at this stage in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it can look like a lot of things to just Just say yes to Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, yo. I got the biggest cheer so far. Let's go to class. All right, get out of here. No, just, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's true. And I, so I think that's important because the, the, the kind of greatness that Christ is calling us to is his, his greatness. It's his example. He's, he's bringing his life to bear in us. And I have a, a dear friend of mine a couple of years ago who, she called me on the phone one time. We were talking about a situation and, and you, you guys both know her. Um, and, but she called me out for diminishing myself. And she's like, I, Sister Mary, I love you. And I just want to tell you this because I love you. But the situation, you're diminishing yourself. You're second guessing yourself and you're taking a lower place that's not, it's not holy. That's, that's your own self-hatred. Hmm. And it pierced me so deeply. I had to really, I, I, mean, I clearly haven't forgotten it. And I prayed about that so deeply. What is it in me? You know, that I'm, af- I'm, like, I'm afraid to be honest. Or I'm afraid to be whatever the Lord's calling me to be. And, and so when we speak about that, that Christ doesn't diminish. He is who he says he is and he's wholly integrated. And so sometimes we kind of hide behind that of like, oh, I'm unworthy. And you know, we are, <laughs> we'll never be able to be worth 
worthy. Amen. So I think if we could kind of hold that as like that is true just in the human nature that we can never merit God's love. But in his gratuitous love and his graciousness, he just pours it out upon us. And when he looks at you, he doesn't look at you and say, you're not worthy. He looks at you and he says, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. And you're worth it. And, and I, I see you. I know the truth of who you are. And I'm not deterred by all the things that you're I'm not deterred by those things. And so, I, I mean, when we talk about this, like, this is Christ. This is Christ. This is who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Every time he's worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about all the things I've given up, which sometimes seemed really hard mm -hmm. in the moment. Sometimes they were little. Sometimes they felt massive. He's worth it every time. Mm -hmm. Like, he will not be outdone in his generosity when we offer something to him, when we give something up, when we choose to go a different path along with him. Mm -hmm. He'll bless it. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's beautiful. So maybe we could, just before we do our one things for the week, um, any insight you want to offer to everybody here? Like when you pray about from your, your daughter, sister, bride, mother heart, your mama bear heart, your mystic hearts, what, what's one thing you'd want to offer to everybody here? Just what's coming out of your heart in real time, Holy Spirit exhortation today for everybody, would you say? I'm just sitting here looking at all of you just going, oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. I have so much hope for you. Yeah. I'm like, if these young people said yes to Christ, oh my gosh. Like it just like makes like this hope and joy start to well up in my heart. Like watch out world. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think you all know what you're capable of mm -hmm. in a good way. Like the power that you wield because of Christ in you. I don't think you have a clue about the gifts that he wants to just like, like burst out of your hearts when you say yes to him. It is an exciting adventure to follow Christ. It's hard. It's not paved with roses all the time, but it is worth it every time. And I'm so excited for you. I just want you to know I'm praying for you that you can make a big yes to God and follow it up with some really good decisions and to seek out community and people to journey with and rally around um, these decisions that you're making in your life. And I think for for you all that just even looking at you in the vastness of your all of your faces and everything that the father is trustworthy you can trust the father with the plans that he has for your life you can trust the holy spirit that he will never leave you and you can trust that jesus loves you no matter what and is crazy about you like really trust it to the core of who you are and that even the the guiding scripture for this event that he has called you by name he has called you, you know, even Megan or Adam or whoever is here, Sarah, whoever is here. He has called you personally by name. It is so personal and it is so intimate that he wants to be in a deeper relationship with you, but that he wants to be in on mission with you, not by you, by yourself, proving what you can do for the kingdom, but he wants to be on mission with you in relationship with you. And the other thing what the bishop highlighted today is, you know, sometimes it doesn't seem like that. Trust me, we've all worked, we've all been working for the church within, for, for a lot of us over 20 something years, 25 years. But the church is a mother that wants to heal and love you. Yeah. So, like if one thing I could say is stay close to the sacraments. Amen. Mm -hmm. Stay close to the sacrament of reconciliation and Eucharist and get to adoration. You know, someone was asking, um, I had a pitch hit last night for a Poco a Poco podcast. Really, they just wanted to be like us. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, with that, you know, someone says, people ask me, how do I begin to pray? And one of the things I always tell people is just start 10 to 15 minutes adoration. Mm -hmm. Just start. 
turn off your phone. And I always say adoration because I think it's easier not to get distracted there. Mm-hmm. You know, turn off your phone, put it up and just get in your gaze. And you're like, what should I say? Just say, Lord, just love me. That's all you have to say. Just love me. Look at me and love me. That's it. And then he will teach you. And then just if you need to say, Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. That's what it says. It said, Father, teach us how to pray. He'll teach you, you know, and just start there. But then also just allow the church's mother to mother you and heal you and love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen. I certainly uh, wholeheartedly uh, support all of that as well. And I think my heart for you today would be to keep going. Mm-hmm. You keep going. You just keep going. And you know what? We're going to fall down at times and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to, but we're going to keep going and we're going to get back up and we're just going to keep going. And we're just going to, myself included, all of us, we're just going to keep doing the next right step mm-hmm. because holiness, like Pope Benedict is saying, and the, the last quote from Pope Benedict here is holiness never goes out of fashion, never goes out of fashion. So, cause holiness, like we talked about the, the, the quality of Christ is always attractive. Even if it's challenging, it's always attractive. And that kind of life doesn't just happen. It does not just happen, just like a good marriage doesn't just happen, or good motherhood, or good friendship. I mean, if you know, if you've been friends with somebody for a long time, a good quality friendship does not just happen. And I I think a lot of us wish it just did, but it doesn't. And so we're going to keep going, and we're going to, like you've heard both Heather and Michelle say, we're going to put the things in practice that it takes to walk along this path. Not so that we're creating a path, but so that we're, we're responding to Christ. So wherever you are right now, I don't know what the next right step is for you. For some of us, it's going to confession. Maybe for some of us, whatever that is for you, we're gonna do that and we're gonna keep going. Um, especially something in our life when we, we speak about the areas of our weakness or the areas of healing. And I, I love that um, Bishop Connolly was talking about all the ways that Jesus heals us. He heals us through communion. He heals us through community. He heals us through the sacraments. He heals us through professional help at times. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is always, you know, opening up our hearts. And so, you know, what are the places of your heart that you don't want to face? Where are the places of your heart that you're running from? Because those places are dictating the rest of how we're living our lives. And so Jesus is coming to every single part of us. He's coming, you know, literally, like Dr. Bob Schutz said, you know, he's coming to heal the whole person. Mm-hmm. Not just part of us, but that, that decision to keep going, like we said, doesn't just happen. And the Lord is not going to force that on us. And there will be days we will, we will fall down and we just want to lay there a little bit. But like, Lord, just five more minutes. Just, you know, let's, can we, I love you. Let's, let's keep going. You know, let's keep going. So we're going to keep going. We are going to keep going. And we're going we're gonna to journey together. And I, you know, one of the beautiful things about one of the priests was telling us that at the vest, they're vesting. There's like 400 priests there. They're vesting in the locker room, which is so cool. Like warriors going out into <laughs> battle. And I just love that. Yeah. Because they're processing out in mass and just like these massive warriors, these bridegrooms for the church, these men like soldiers who are laying down their life for the bride. Like that stirs something in us because we, we know that. We want to be loved like that. A love that cares, a love that is attentive, a love that protects, a love that provides. And we want to receive that love. And we are, we are warriors. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. All right. So shall we talk about our one things or our two one things or I don't know, however she has. It's new year, 2023. So you might have several one things. Five. (laughs) There, go first. All right. My, my one thing is glass canvas. Oh, Oh, tell us about glass canvas. Yep. My friends work at glass canvas. They're amazing. They do everything from design and all, all kinds of beautiful things. They have a new platform called Tilma, which is amazing for parishes. Um, but just their work that they did in a sprint with our ministry, it radically transformed our ministry. The whole thing that they're about is unlocking ministry potential. So if you have ministries that, you know, you're needing some help, you feel like you have potential that, and you're getting stuck, uh, these people were so gifted. Such, such an amazing uh, movement 
that's happening in the church right now. Can you tell us what a sprint is real quick? Just I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, it's like based off of Google know. Sprint. And I, I, I mean, they're probably going to kill me for how I'm <laughs> describing this right now. Uh-huh. But basically, they helped us figure out like what our charisms are, what our why is, oh, our vision, okay. our mission, Amen. the structure, like how we're going to be effective in our ministry. Um, so all the strategies around what we're going to do and what the model is and all. I mean, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Blew the doors off of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? Um, I have, yes, she's right. I have a couple one things, like five or six. But anyway, uh, first and foremost is you all. Yeah. You know, we are, not make me cry. Um, we're thankful for you all. Like, you are amazing to see, to look out into these spaces. Yeah. We yeah. don't take this for granted. We um, really appreciate it. Like, and, but we love that you um, just want to journey with us. We do not um, take your trust in us lightly. Mm. You know, or that's, um, yeah, you all, y'all are just amazing. And um, my second one thing is the um, focus staff. Yes. That have taken such good care of us. And the focus missionaries. Amazing. Amazing. They are amazing. Everyone from Daisy to Morgan to Leah, all the focus staff, they've just been really amazing and pouring into us, and we really appreciate it. And um, my third thing is Pope Benedict. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And just all of his writings, like I said earlier. And my fourth and final thing. Wow, Michelle. I know. Let's go big. Look how many people are here. (laughs) Fifteen. I mean, we got to go big. Um, It's college football. The championship is on Monday, and so. (laughs) And so, like the playoff games were epic. They were so good. This has been such a good year for college football, even with the transfer portal, but we won't go down there. But it has been an amazing year in college football. Well, you have to make a prediction now, because this episode is going to air after TCU plays Georgia. So who's your who's your pick? Sorry, I'm a Southern girl. It has <gasps> to be SEC Georgia. Oh. <laughs> even though I absolutely love TCU's yeah, quarterback. We're, te- we're all the Texans out. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. TCU's quarterback. I mean, I just love him. Like, I, I won't be heartbroken if they win. Let's put it that way. You know. Welcome to Sports Center, abiding together <laughs> like, edition. Is this biting together with the Sports Center? We're not really sure what's going. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, my one thing for the week is uh, definitely being here with all of you and just seeing all the priests and the religious sisters here. Hasn't Amen. that been amazing? Yeah, so just good. being with all of them. But I want to have to give. I have to give a special shout out to your children. So Maria and Judah and Luke and his friend Hannah O'Grady's here too. And so I would have never, when I was your age, I would have never had the courage to do anything like this. So my hat's off to you. I've known some of you since you were little girls and little boys. And it's just so beautiful to see you guys grow up. So you're my one thing for the week. So yeah. anyway, so thank you guys so much for joining us this week. It's been so wonderful to be with you. And yeah, you, you're now all a part of season 12. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on the Focus Seek conference, visit seek.focus.org. This episode of the Seek 23 podcast was produced by Spoke Street. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. 
We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.